Hey guys, it's Michelle here, the founder and CEO of IHopeMoms.com, where we are on a mission to bring you the world's top family experts to make motherhood easier. As a gym owner, I am fanatical about helping moms get to the best resources on exercise, eating, conscious living, and have I got a treat for you today. So thank you for being on with us today, Dina. Thanks for having me, Michelle. I'm happy to be here. I'm so excited to connect. We have the owner of Vita Nutrition and Conscious Living on. Dina is a registered dietitian and nutritionist, and we are going to be talking about a subject so many moms want to learn about, which is strategies to stop stress eating. So let's kick it off, Dina, by talking about how do we feel better about the mom bod? I love your philosophy on this. Yeah. So I hear this come up a lot and I even see it in a lot of mom groups where I see women that are really struggling to kind of accept where they are post baby. And, you know, the first and obvious thing that I hear as a response from a lot of supportive women is to say things like, Hey, you know, your body just produced a miracle. You know, what's not to love about that. And I, I totally agree with that philosophy and, and that mindset but I do also understand that it can be hard to cope with accepting, you know, changes in our body after having children. And, you know, for some people, sometimes the changes aren't even from pregnancy. It's the fact that we're adopting, uh, adapting to this busier lifestyle that, you know, may leave us less time for exercise and self-care. You know, we may have increased cravings because we're not sleeping as much as we used to. Mm -hmm. And we also have to worry about feeding a family, not just ourselves. And so that can pose a lot of different challenging challenges. So, you know, having that positive attitude is great, but it really may not get the job done for the typical overworked, underappreciated mom. And, you know, to make it even worse, we kind of live in a society that that really shames people who aren't fitting into a certain size or look a certain way. And so that can also lead to negative feelings about ourselves because we feel as though we need to, to look a certain way. Um, so, you know, one of the solutions I present to moms is, um, you know, to, to not fall into this trap of feeling like you need to deprive yourself in order to reach a certain standard of thinness or fitness. Mm. Um, and to start just focusing in on self-care and, you know, how you can fit that in. So, you know, oftentimes when we become moms, we start to put ourselves on the back burner. And then we don't get to show up as our full authentic selves because we're just a little too run down. And so it really is important to look at what things in your life are energizing you mm. and what things are depleting you and where you can fit in some, some things that may bring you um, a bit more energy. So, may, you know, staying in contact with friends and developing social connections, practicing self-care, moving your body, you know, eating a reasonably balanced diet. I, I like to say reasonably balanced diet and not... Um, healthy or perfect or because sometimes people tend to focus too much on on what they can and can't eat and that creates a lot of uh, stress and anxiety around eating and when we can really learn to find motivation to do these things these self-care things and and to do things that are healthy for ourselves and when we can get the motivation from a place of self-love and not from a place of I'm not good enough I think that's when things really start to turn Wow. Dina, I love this. I love connecting to experts like you because of your objectivity of seeing so many different moms that have all had different journeys. And I love that you use the word self 
love, you know, as you as a registered dietitian, nutritionist and myself owning a gym, seeing so many moms that are in that place of just lost, lonely, uh, self-conscious, lacking self-confidence. You know, we just see these huge changes when women surround themselves with an accountability partner like yourself, as well as other positive, mindful women that understand it's not about comparing ourselves to other people. It's about finding mm-hmm. our self-love and what that looks like for ourselves. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. bringing this to the forefront. <laughs> and, you know, I am all about making life easier. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I want to be very upfront with that. As a Me mom too. of three, like, <laughs> I get it. And so, you know, we talk about meal prepping that Mm -hmm. seems to be a huge place where moms are like, oh, I'm grabbing the goldfish that my kids are eating. I'm grabbing the chicken nuggets that my kids are eating. And that's why I can't lose the weight. Well, let's go back to the mindset of controlling the controllables. We have the power within ourselves to choose easy solutions. And you're going to talk about how can we meal plan or prep easily efficiently and really nourish our children and ourselves. It's so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So one of the first mistakes that I see people make in general around meal prep and planning is that they try to go and make it really complicated and hard. (laughs) And then, so they have weeks where they're like, yes, I did it. I, you know, put in all this effort and I had a perfect meal plan this week. And then other weeks where they're just not going to have that time and energy to do it. So then it becomes this all or nothing mentality towards, towards meal prepping and planning. And so I always like to remind moms, it doesn't have to be perfect. Like there are so many values to, to uh, uh, valuable um, benefits to having dinner together as a family, even if the food on the table isn't perfectly planned and balanced and healthy, that's okay because your kids are going to get other benefits from being able to sit down and have a relaxed, stress-free dinner with you. So take away the perfection, um, you know, from it. And, you know, also kind of decomplicate how you put things together. So I use a meal planning process that I call one, two, three meal planning. So really simple. That is one breakfast, two lunches, and three dinners for the week. And those are, that's what you're going to plan. Um, other things are going to come into the mix aside from that one dinner, one breakfast, two lunches, and three dinners, because we have things that we are just used to buying regularly that are just going to be in the house because that's part of our habitual routine, or there may be social events or parties, or we eat out. So, you know, there, there is some flexibility there, but that gives us six solid meals for the week um, that are going to be pretty um, healthy and balanced. So a lot of people that follow this one, two, three structure, um, you know, they may make two things for lunch. Again, I tend to focus on really simple things. These don't need to be too complicated lunches. They can be two really simple, basic lunches. And, you know, maybe you eat Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, something, and, you know, Thursday, Friday, something different. Or with your three dinners, maybe one or two of those dinners make enough for leftovers. So you can either have them the next night or you can freeze them for another night. So then, you start to develop um, kind of a little reservoir of, of extra dishes in your freezer that you can pull out so that you're not cooking every single night. And, and then you're also really only um, tasking yourself with preparing and planning six meals for the week <laughs> so that I... your shopping list is not complicated. There's less food waste and it, it's just a bit simpler. 
I love connecting with you. This one, two, three meal plan. I'm telling you, your philosophies, I can so get behind. And some of the things that come to my mind, because I always like to give moms applicable examples. I made a steel cut oatmeal and blueberry like pie that I like bake. And then it lasts me for two to three days totally healthy, put some cinnamon in there to bring down the, um, the glucose levels and just make sure that we're staying super healthy by adding, you know, some different things here and there for the kids, um, on top, whether it's a little bit of Greek yogurt or just something to add in for them. Um, but it's just been a great solution for us. And another thing that I like to do is make chicken, um, like ground chicken and one night it'll be taco night and the next night I'll add it in with some pasta. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I love what you're talking about. And I think if moms really want to learn how to decrease that stress level around meals, I really encourage you to reach out to Dina. She is awesome on IG. Um, and you know, I would love to hear from you. What are your top three foods or maybe your top three meals that you love to have on hand every week? Ooh, so something I have is kind of a backup for my lunch all the time. So when I don't have time to make something simple, I have something extra simple on hand. (laughs) Um, I keep my freezer stocked with a couple bags of either some type of frozen grain blend. A lot of times I'll use like a frozen quinoa that has a little bit of seasoning, maybe some vegetables chopped in, and I keep a few bags of frozen vegetables. And then I almost always have eggs on hand. And sometimes I might have like an all natural chicken sausage. So I'll just put in a glass dish for lunch, a third or half a bag of frozen quinoa, half a bag of frozen vegetables, either crack a couple eggs in there or dice up the chicken sausage and then heat it up. And then I have lunch super fast. No, no planning, no prep. So that's something I kind of always keep in my freezer at the office (laughs) so that I can pull that out if I didn't get a chance to bring something for lunch that day. And it's, it's easy and quick. And I may throw some nuts on top to give it some crunch. Um, you can mix it up with different types of grain blends and it's pretty simple. Um, one of my go-to meals for the kids that they absolutely love for dinner. I'm a huge fan of skillet meals where everything just goes <laughs> into one yes. pot and you mix it up and, um, it also kind of adds flavor and dimension to everything that's in there. I'll do a whole wheat penne pasta and add in some vegetables. So I always try to add either a 50-50 mix of the the pasta to the vegetable or maybe a little more vegetable than pasta. Mm-hmm. Um, add in some shrimp or some cubed chicken or tofu, whatever we're feeling like that night. And then a jar of pesto sauce. And Ooh. it's a hit for everybody. <laughs> super it. easy, super fast. Oh. And everybody loves it. They're always excited to eat that. I literally feel less stressed just talking to a registered dietitian nutritionist that really has so many great resources in your toolkit for us as moms to tap into. So, you know, I just want to just thank you for this insight. And as we close up and as I encourage moms to reach out with you uh, with their personal questions one-on-one for their families, I would love to hear from you. What is your biggest piece of advice overall to help moms decrease that feeling of overwhelm when it comes to meals, taking care of their family's nutrition, what would your biggest piece of advice be? Yeah, so this is kind of a hot topic right now and something that I am totally behind and support, and that is to not take on 100% of the mental load like most women do. So the mental load is really that in, all that invisible work that we do that isn't really seen. So sometimes other people don't realize how much stress we may be under and what all we're managing because we 
when you take on the role of taking on the mental load, you're essentially the family manager. And a lot of what you're doing doesn't really get seen. I mean, if, if you had a, a job as a manager, you wouldn't be doing as much of the legwork, right? Because mm -hmm. you're spending your time managing and there's a lot of um, mental stress and responsibility that goes into that. And so if we can um, start to delegate some of that mental load, I think that is really going to put us in a better place to have more time and space to be able to practice better self-care. And some of that may also require letting go of some perfectionism. I know I personally am, am call myself a recovering perfectionist. Um, but sometimes, you know, it's really the only way to make sure that we have the mental space to really be that happy mom that we want to be. Oh, so much wisdom. Dina, I am completely honored to connect with you. I hope that we can continue to journey through helping so many moms to embrace these notions of self-love and not taking on 100% of the mental load and nourishing not just their bodies, but their souls. So thank you for being yeah. an incredible Thanks expert. Thanks for having me. And I just appreciate you really making motherhood easier. Yeah, thank you. All right, Dina. My pleasure. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. -bye. Bye.